ESPN 690 and Action Sports Shacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! Well, what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love and really celebrating their relationship. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio. ESPN 690. Hey, happy Halloween. I cheated. I had a Reese's peanut butter. I was gonna cup. say it's not Halloween unless you're eating candy. I you're eating candy. candy. Yeah, Brent, treat yourself, Brent. You've lost all this weight. Look at you. You look so svelte. Come on. Uh, you can do svelte. it. That's a good word. Svelte. So, what are the kids? They, we They're did the human beings. Yeah, what are the kids gonna be? Oh, <laughs> seven and five and fourteen eventually. He's talking about Halloween costumes. Talking about Halloween, Moron. man. What, what are we doing here? <laughs> That's how off the radar Halloween is for me, by the way. Yeah, I hear you. Me very too, far man. from my brain. I didn't even, I forgot it was yeah. Halloween until I came in here and you reminded me. Yeah. You did text me one time today, but yeah. I, don't, I don't even think about it's it. It's a candy holiday for me, so I'm all excited. But uh, Elsa <laughs> for the littlest, Sonic for the, uh, for the boy, and then my biggest girl is going to be some kind of weird anime princess. I don't, Why is it weird, though? You know? Because I don't know why, who why the character throw, is. Why did you have to throw that word in front of it? Just anime princess. You're not an anime guy. Not an anime that guy, That surprises no. me, actually. What, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I was never really into cartoons or anime or any of that stuff. Casey, you do the anime stuff, do you? Not really. Oh, you don't? No. I did go Just to the Austin anime. Did that. I went to the anime convention at the Prime Osborne a few weeks ago. You're not an anime guy, but you went to an anime well, convention. I took my yeah. kids. Okay. I took my kids to go to the convention. <laughs> but I do enjoy going to fan conventions like that because you see a lot. There's a lot of people watching out there. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, it's fun stuff. All right, let's uh, bring in former Jaguars corner Rasheed Mathis. He joins us for Mathis on Mondays in the four o'clock hour each and every Monday. Uh, doing the Halloween thing tonight, man, or what? Yeah, doing the Halloween thing tonight. You know, we have three little so um well 10 7 and 5 so yeah definitely doing the halloween thing man that's fun that's good stuff uh, the kids love it that's a like i'm not a big halloween guy i really never have been but you do appreciate how much the kids yes. love it and by the way not just the kids we have people dressed up like in, in our place some people just love halloween it's we like have their favorite halloween favorite holiday we have a few people who are obsessed about halloween in a way that people get obsessed about christmas <laughs> yes. i don't mind that because they're, they're the candy people they're the people who have the full-sized <laughs> candy bars outside their office I was joking with you guys this morning because we, Rasheen, I don't know if you know, we do, we do Sundays on Monday here at the building where uh, uh, yeah. they bring in the ice cream. And the guys oh, here, yeah. the guys here are a bunch, a bunch of Grinches. Yeah, not, <laughs> hey, hey, Rasheen, let's, let me, let me make sure we get this straight. We don't do it here at ESPN 690. <laughs> well, they do it in this building. All the other yeah, rooms around here. I will We're say. tougher than that, Rasheen, here. I will, I will up say. In this show. We're built so, different. Some of us at ESPN 690 <laughs> do Sundays on Monday. <laughs> One third of us. Some, some others don't. But uh, it's just funny because we did a Halloween costume contest this morning. Of course. So, oh. wait, does anybody work? Well, it was just funny to me because I get excited to see all the adults in costume, right? But then, you know, unfortunately go in there and, and, and maybe it wasn't as highly uh, participated <laughs> as they would have hoped for. But there were some good costumes in there. The, I think Mario Kart won. That was a good one. There was like Mario and Yoshi in uh, little cars. It was great. Do you ever do the Halloween thing um, in, in the NFL locker room? I've seen it before, Rasheen. No, nah, we, we weren't really big Halloween um, people when we were when I was in um, with the Jags, so uh, we 
didn't really get into it. We well, really didn't get into it. One of the bigger events of his career. <laughs> yeah, right. right, right. Yeah, like, but it, it is interesting. Like you said, some people like Halloween just as much as they like Christmas. So um, I don't understand it, but I <laughs> do know that there's different strokes for different folks. Yeah, so yeah. But you I'm, also got to admit, along for the ride. I'm when along people, for the ride. When people are hyper-passionate, it's just always fun to watch them in the orbit exactly. of whatever it is they're passionate about. That's true. I definitely agree. That's I definitely true. agree. I guess the one thing, it's not like this is the only week candy's available all year. <laughs> but this is the excuse, right? Like, you don't have to feel bad. You're sitting here talking about your diet and loving yourself in the mirror, and you're like, oh, I'll have a little reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a fair point. It gives me a reason to do it. All right, Rashid, Rashid, I'm starting to wonder. That's what I was thinking, coming down the hall, getting ready for this segment. And I was like, I wonder if Rasheen is starting to feel the way Jacksonville fans have felt. <laughs> And the way we have to talk about this. It's like Groundhog Day, man. I mean, we get we do this every day. We do this every week. We've been doing this for years. Is this almost mind-numbing, Rasheen, to see how this football team loses games? Yeah, this is, you know, I I, I agree. I'm, 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 on, I'm on that wagon now where, you know, it's, it's kind of like, okay, enough is enough. Let's, let's, fight, let's figure this out. Um, and, you know, it was an alarming stat, not to jump right into it, but it was an alarming stat that um, I think it was Kurt had over a 20-yard pass, and it was like the first 20, over 20-yard pass we've had all season um, that I heard uh, um, yesterday. And that was an alarming stat for me, um, that we just got to start moving the ball down the field to make bigger plays um, and not just in tight spots. So. That's a yeah, that's a yeah that's a good call because I feel like they're moving the ball so well and so I'll be shaded and blinded a little bit by the the ineptitude of offenses around here in the past to even do that and so I applaud them and if you look at the Jags what did I say today Casey they're like fifth or seventh I think in running the football this year so far in the NFL their points are up a touchdown there's so many successful stories from a metric standpoint but if you look at the charts Trevor's not throwing the football down the field at all. Is that a Doug Peterson offense, or do you think that's just him not pulling the trigger? And, and by the way, I do think Doug Peterson said today he had some chances. We either didn't block it long enough so he could throw it down the field, or he was afraid to pull the trigger. But sooner or later, you got to let it fly, don't you? We totally got to let it fly. Sooner or later, you got to let it fly. Um, and like you said, I don't know if he's just not pulling the trigger or we're not blocking it long enough. But from... You know, it was it was some it was some like at the beginning of the game. It was some great spots. He moved great in the pocket at the beginning of the game. He, you know, he hit he hit some guys, and maybe they're just saying that we don't we don't let the Jags see the deep. And you know, once they get in the end red zone, we can stop them. I, I don't know what it is, but it is an alarming stat that we haven't thrown the ball down the field or completed passes down the field. Um, at a much better rate. Yeah, actually, I saw this visualized in a graph. I'm trying to find the link now so we could uh, put it back out there on Twitter. But it's almost as if it's like a, like a wall once you hit that 20-yard mark where nothing got completed after that until that Kirk pass. But uh, it, it's, it's pretty stark when you see it in color on a graph. You go, oh, well, that's a problem, isn't it? Yeah, and it, was, it, it definitely is because you can nickel and dime, you can nickel and dime, but after a while, you kind of have to nickel and dime to go up over the top, um, and that's kind of what we as a defense tries, try to stop on a week in and week out because we know that we call them explosive. Um, ETN, on the running game and the little screen, I guess screen passes are the running game, we've had those explosive plays 
We just now need to get them in the passing game. So does this rest now accelerate the um, offense? Does this rest on Trevor's shoulders for you, Rasheen, or is this uh, some? Does some of it fall on our receivers, or a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B? Yeah, but definitely both both columns for sure. Both columns for sure because if I don't trust my guys, I don't throw the ball. Not saying that he doesn't, right? Not trying to put words in his mouth and not saying that he doesn't trust his guys. But at some point, there has to be attempts. Um, I don't, you know, at least five, six attempts a game, right? Like, don't they don't all need to be on third down. Um, they don't all need to be on the open on, on first down. But I need at least five or six attempts a game to get down the field and stress the stress the defense um, and letting know, okay, I'm going. This might be a 40 or 50 yard bomb that I'm throwing. The next one might just be 25, but I'm trying to open you up a little. Rasheen Mathis with us, Mathis on Mondays, and I think there's two things at work here, uh, and it's, you know, one of them's probably what the fans want to talk about, and that is, do they just not have an alpha receiver, a go-get-it receiver, a guy that can beat someone one-on-one? That's a big conversation piece and has been for a month. Uh, here in Jacksonville, did they need to go get that guy because their other guys are more schematic players, route runner players, possession guys, Rasheen, where they don't have anybody that's really not only going to take the top off because Zay Jones can run, but then can he make the catch and go up and beat you and beat a DB? Are you afraid of that or do you trust that? Maybe the Jags just don't have a guy to throw it deep. Well, that's a good point. Um, That's a good point. Again, you know, I'm the last one to say what we do and don't have um, because I know these guys are busting their butts and working. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I do feel that we're a little more possession than taking the top off. Um, and that has to, you know, and we're, we're trending in the right direction when it comes to moving the offense, right? Like, so, like you said, these stats, we're averaging a touchdown more, six or seven points more, right? Um, and the, we're actually moving the ball efficient. The run game is looking amazing. So you're, you're, you're heading in the right direction. So now it's just like, okay, now what other piece can we add or what other piece do we need or do we have that piece and then we just, or do, or do we have that piece and we just need to open that offense up a little more to, to expose that. Yeah, it's a good point. And by the way, you said it earlier, but, and, and listen, I do think yesterday, I was going to give the Jags offense somewhat of a pass in times. I think 305 yards and the way they ran the ball and the way they put themselves in position to score, they they should have had 24 points against the Denver Broncos defense. That's really good. The Denver Broncos defense is excellent. I think it's the best defense they will face all year. I think, well, now Roquan Smith just got added to Baltimore. We'll see if that fixes them. But I think Dallas is really the only other defense that probably scares me the way Denver's does because they're so opportunistic. And we'll see what it looks like by the time they play the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm not getting too much on the offense from a production standpoint yesterday. And I can see why you're not going to challenge a guy like Patrick Sertan Rasheen very deep down the field. So you kind of had to be careful with the football yesterday against the Broncos. The biggest problem is once again Trevor Lawrence made the ultimate mistake on first and goal and threw the pick. Yes, I totally agree. They were going up against one of the better defenses that's in the league, um, you know, from up front to safety-wise to cornerback-wise. Like, I I was impressive with how, you know, I knew about Pat, um, you know, Pat. Um, Sertan, yeah. Pat Jr., or Pat the second. I knew about him. You know, I knew he was, you know, I was telling my kids about him. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, his pop played in the league and, you know, he, he has all the he has all the tools or whatever. Um, so I knew that, that we weren't going to challenge him. When you have a guy like that, you can favor other sides. So the balls are not 
are going to go are not going to go down the field as deep. So I'm not particularly talking about this game. I'm just talking about in general as a whole. We haven't been facing a defense like that, you know, week in and week out. And for that stat to hit me, it was like, okay, wow, I understand it not going deep against Denver. You know, this is the best defense we probably faced all year, and we got the longest pass that we ever we had all year, right? So that's that that's the telltale sign to me. Rasheed Mathis with us. Mathis on Mondays. Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz here. Brent and friends. Jags lose five in a row now. And, uh, again, they're right in it. They're just not making the winning plays. And they're now two and six. And there's a lot of issues here. How do they fix it? They play the Raiders uh, coming up next. Uh, you know, there's some conversation. I'm going to – I want to get you in early on this. Josh Allen, his name's being floated around potentially as other teams are looking at him for trade bait and would the Jags do it? I think it's kind of a ridiculous notion if you ask me. But just on the thought of that, you're seeing like Roquan Smith go. You've seen the Jags trade away good players. The uh, Mojo just said, why are these NFL teams giving away their good players? How much do NFL guys, because he said, hey, ask Rasheen what he thinks about it. So this is a mojo question. <laughs> but, I mean, is that like, is that eye-popping when a guy leaves the locker room and you're like, he could help us get W's and that's what we're here for? Yeah, I, and mojo is telling you to ask me because we've experienced it yes, I as know. players in our own <laughs> locker room, right? Like, what's going on? Like, are we trying to win games here like we need this guy like this guy is part of our dna so that would be detrimental to the building of the team for josh allen to go like it doesn't that doesn't compute with me i don't i wouldn't understand it um you know um i I've, i heard con talk before the game i was watching him him doing an interview before the game and speaking about the trajectory of the team and how he sees um, Doug and the whole nine yards. So getting rid of Robinson, I understand it because we have a monster in ETN. But a, a stellar player like Josh, I, I, I wouldn't understand that if that happened. It's an interesting time, I think, right now for general management in sports, right? Maybe not so much in baseball because it hasn't really reached the sport yet, but certainly it's been this way in basketball for years, and now it's really developing this way in the NFL. When players want to leave, they don't end up sticking around too much longer. Like, uh, these, oh, they get their way. These front offices yeah. ship them out. Yeah. And for a good reason, probably, right? You don't want to really diminish what you have going on in the locker room, especially on a football team with so many different guys having to work and play with each other. You don't want any bad vibes in that locker room. So you got to wonder if the rumors aren't just about people calling and the Jags being curious if that's a thing or not. But also the other side of that coin is the players getting frustrated. Like, who here has been here for a bit has seen how bad it can get, who maybe thought it was going to start to get better and then maybe is now rethinking that thought, I would say Josh Allen would be a candidate there without actually knowing any of the facts in the story. I hope they don't trade him because like you guys are saying, like everyone's saying, we got to stop offloading some of these great players. Josh Allen, in my opinion, your second or third best player on the roster. I know not everyone agrees with me, but that's an important piece of the defense now. You can't just go shipping him out for a second and a fifth like they did for Roquan over in Chicago. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And by the you know, this is a guy, Rasheen, too, and you've seen other players. This is a guy that has embraced Jacksonville and wants to be a part of the flip, too. That's where it wouldn't make much sense. And, again, I'm not saying this is – I don't think this is even close. You don't think it's I, a thing? No, I don't even think it's a thing. But it's a topic today because either people are trying to make it a thing. I mean, Doug Peterson was asked about it even and didn't really shed a lot of light. So said, hey, we're taking a look at everything with the roster and trade deadline coming up. But also – 
there were reports last week that, that indicated GMs were calling the Jags. Well, that's fine. That's their job. They should call about a good sure, player. Sure. But the Jags should have zero interest in this because, Rasheen, it's one thing to get, well, get rid of or trade away or send away a player that maybe doesn't want to be here. But Josh has been a guy that wants to be here. You really want to keep the guys that want to see it flipped, that want to work to get it flipped, All right? right? Yeah, you definitely want to keep guys like that because those are the guys that control the temperament of the locker room. Um, and you have to understand that as a GM, as an organization, as an owner, um, as a head coach. Um, you have to fight for guys like that to stay on your team, um, regardless of what they're asking for this guy. Um, because you never know what you're getting when you're getting someone else, right? Because you don't have any deco- uh, record with this, with, the, with this other guy or whoever, whatever type of players that you're bringing in. Um, so... And to the other point about guys wanting to be traded, yeah, that, that is a thing. Um, you know, it, it has become a thing, like you said, in basketball for sure, and we've seen it, you know, with with um, with Ramsey a little, right? Yeah. We've seen him not really wanting to be here. Um, and, that, and that's different. And, and, and I think that's, a, that's the way that sport is kind of trending, where players hold their own hold, hold their own value and know their own value and want to go to a winning team. But like I said, I, like you said, um, Brent, I think Josh really wants to be here, and there's no sign of him saying that he wants to be out. So that would be that would be surprising to me. Well, and and just to echo what Rasheen's saying there too, like Jalen's situation, the reason it got to that point is because it wasn't a good culture and fit and everything else right. happening. I mean, so you have to cultivate a good culture so people want to stay. Now, part of that is winning. Sooner or later, you get tired of losing. I'm tired of it, but I can't get traded away anywhere. I mean, we so, can try, Brent. Just let us, <laughs> let's work on it. <laughs> Not yet. Nobody wants me, Aaron. All right. So I either just got to leave. Didn't stop you with Steph, man. Don't worry about it. I either got to leave. Right. Or and, and, and with where we are, right, I, I think they feel that we are close, right? Is this, these are not games that we're losing just because we're never in the game. So when you're like that, it's like, okay, let's figure this thing out before we start blowing up the building, right? Let's, let's figure it out, and I think they're, they're, they're trying to do that. As I said, I heard Khan say it. We just have to figure out that last drive of the game. It, it comes down to that last drive of the game most, week, mo- most weekends, and we have to figure that out. And I think they're trying to do that, and they're putting pieces around us. As long as I'll tell you this: as, as long as players feel that you're doing things to make the team better, the attitude of the locker room will stay positive. It's when you start trading pieces away is what breaks up locker room. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. And by the way, I think Travis Etienne really helped the last week because James Robinson was a little bit of a stunner for a lot of folks in that room. And if Travis Etienne goes and fumbles a couple balls or doesn't run very well, how much would we be talking today about James Robinson? Why'd you trade that away, right? Why'd you trade that piece? Great point. And Travis Etienne yeah. instead, he's like, Oh, wait, we traded James Robinson last week? Like, cool. people have already forgotten about it. Time to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Look, all you need to know about yeah, Travis Etienne is on that last touchdown drive from the Jaguars, right? They do the long pass machine that you're talking about to Christian Kirk. Then they go um, Travis Etienne, Zay Jones on a run, Travis Etienne, Travis Etienne, Travis Etienne for touchdown. So, I mean, they, they have a game plan, and it's this guy the whole way. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great point, Brent. Like you said, it's, it's time for players to step up. And ETN said, "Okay, we got rid of him. Now let's show what I can really do, right? Let's show that uh, you didn't make a mistake. Let's let let me gain confidence from from my peers and let them understand that I am the guy. So this is something. So and and it, and it works like that in every position at some point, right? Um, you know, just like with, with Shaq being down, it's the same thing in the corner spot. 
Like, you got to start making plays and understanding that this is your opportunity as a player, and that's what we live for. That's why guys don't want to come out of the game because they know if some guy get ready to come in mm-hmm. and take that, take that spot, right? So it works hand-to-hand like that with every position. Let me ask the both of you guys this. After James Robinson was trying to say we're going to break, Casey, okay, well, when James Robinson was traded, we can we can answer this when we come back. Did you expect to see a wider split between passes, pass attempts, and carries for the team, or did it work out the way you thought it would work All out? Right. That's we'll, my question. We'll, we'll answer that when we come back. Brent and friends, more with Rasheen Mathis, because I got questions about that last defensive drive. I mean, you got to seal the deal. Somebody's got to come up and make a big play, and the Jags couldn't do it. So we have a bunch of more questions for Rasheen Mathis. Mathis on Mondays on Brent and Friends on ESPN 690. We'll be right back. ESPN 690, Brett Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz, Rasheen Mathis, former Jags corner Mathis on Mondays. Let's get more with him right now. And uh, it starts with your question, Aaron Schachter, about the split from passes to runs. They gave it to ETN 24 times, Rasheen. He answered that bell. People wondered, could he get it that much and hang up and, and be able to last and contribute and run between the tackles and tough yards? Man, I thought he was good in just every aspect yesterday. Yeah, I, I thought it was amazing. Um, like you said, he answered the bell. Um, I don't know if we can – you want to have him carry that load every week, but he definitely shown against a really really good, real, a great run defense um, that when you're giving the ball to him, he can still make plays. Um, so that, that, that says a lot. That says a lot about what they saw in him, um, and it just says a lot about him as a competitor and what he's able to do from a skill standpoint does make me a little bit nervous when a linebacker outweighing him by like 40 50 60 pounds ragdolls him a little bit throws him does a little suplex as he passes through the uh, offensive line but i was <laughs> i was shocked to see that the split was so even i just assumed obviously an assumption that once you got rid of james robinson you were going to lean in on well we kind of have to pass at like a 40 to 20 clip now because we've only got these backs but no they went all in on that run game yeah, he should, like I said, he showed that he can carry the load, and like he is a little light, uh, a light in the light in the britches compared to the linebackers. But he also shown that hey, you got to catch me. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got to get both two hands on me first. Oh man, every and time he hits too many people. Yeah, yeah, there's not too many people in the league that can get two hands on him. When he hits that corner, he starts around in that corner, you always think there's a shot. Well, that run, that run he went down the sideline yeah. now, you could see the speed, right? I mean, people wondered a little bit early on. I think it was the Indy game. Maybe he didn't make the end zone. They're like, wait a minute, what about yeah. the speed? And you saw the speed in that game. He ran by some of the Denver Broncos for another big gainer. And the last three weeks, he's had a 49, a 48, a 49. I mean, they are able to get big chunks with ETN. Yeah. But I was more impressed with the fall forward nature, the tough yards. Even when he had to go really get a – they did well on third and ones yesterday mm-hmm. in that short yard situation we were critical of last week. And by the way, for everybody who says Doug's pass happy, pass happy, pass happy, they're now 11th in the NFL in rush attempts per game, and they are 7th overall in running yards. So, it was like 31 to 32 in the game as far as pass to, to run. Yeah, and so and especially against good defenses, you've seen more of that. Indianapolis, they, they ran the ball even when they couldn't run it consistently well. They still stuck to the run. And yesterday against Denver as well. Let's talk about a couple other players guy like Tyson Campbell. We, we had you on Jaguars All-Access uh, last week, Rasheen, and I, I, I know you stopped me from saying elite, but we're trending, trending closer to that E-word now. <laughs> hey, it's all about trending, right? As long as you're trending, you're doing, you're doing something good. So uh, even, you know, I, I'm, I'm a cornerback, right? I'm a DB at heart. 
So any interception is a good interception, right? So it's just confidence boosters. And he's, he's showing that he can make plays, right, when, when his number is called. I, I, I love him in coverage. Um, I, I, I love his attitude. I love his aggressive nature when it's time to be aggressive. Um, so I like, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, and listen, he is, like, the metrics are crazy, but we're getting to the point that they're not really throwing his way that much, Rasheen. I mean, which is the ultimate sign of respect for a corner. Yes, it is. So, it, it, exactly. So, he just has to know that he can't get bored. He can't get bored over there. I had to learn this as well, that you can't get bored because somebody is going to test you, and you're going to test you at a time where you might not think that you're going to get tested. That's interesting. Um, so he just can't get bored. He just can't get bored over there and, and, and stay locked in every place. So um, hopefully he has somebody in his ear telling him that. Yeah, you think the daydreaming goes away once you get out of, like, the little leaguer in the outfield waiting on fly balls mentality. But, no, even <laughs> NFL players are out there just looking around, checking out the crowd. <laughs> well, yeah, so being that he's playing so well, now it's time to lean, right? We've seen that. I think we're going to – I know we're going to get to it, that, mm-hmm. that last – one of that the one of the big plays in the end like lean like get away from me i i got my job right and that's the attitude that he's going to have to take on for this team for the defense to go to the next level i I have my side of the field don't worry about me go help someone else yeah yeah that's a and that's a really good place to be and i understand what you're saying about boredom and i by the way like you did it we saw jalen ramsey that happened to him too like they wouldn't throw it and you're out there for what is it, 65 plays or something? Yep, yep, and you're having yep. no activity. I mean, it is like – that's a great comparison, actually, Aaron. It's like playing right field sometimes in mm-hmm. baseball. I mean, you might just not get a play. It's like, come on, man, I want to play ball too. And what we saw about Jalen sometimes is he would get selfish and he would actually start cheating and doing things outside the defense, and that's when he would get beat, quite frankly. And I, I don't know if he still does. I don't watch him game in, game out. But I know what you're saying there, Rasheen. That's a tough deal now. You want to be involved. And that's why I said when you need a finishing play, two of the star players right now for this football team are Travis Etienne. So when you need a play in the two-minute drill, well, you better throw it to him because you're not running in that situation. And then when you need a defensive player, it better be somebody up front because they're not throwing it the way of Tyson Campbell. Yep. So it's easy to neutralize two of the better players late in the game, Rasheen, right now for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, and, and from an offensive standpoint, standpoint it's kind of easier for a defense to neutralize. But from a defensive standpoint, we that's when help. We can help more on defense than you can on offense, right? Like the defense can kind of game plan against you and take away ETN and do other things. But from a defensive standpoint, we have to understand where our studs are. And if our studs are in certain spots, we lean away from our studs. So that play doesn't happen down the field. Um, on a much-needed stop, and that's where the growth of the defense and as a whole, as a team, that we have to find other ways to to, to get to 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 impact the game and let let someone else impact the game. So, so you're talking about the Trey Herndon play, a 47-yard play, and so what? I I didn't see it this way because I don't watch it this way, but I, I think I I know what you're getting at. So Cisco or whoever was back there, yeah, it probably would have been Cisco. Should have, the safety should have helped more on that side because they were going to pick on Herndon there. And Herndon's not that fast. We've now seen it a couple of times. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta help a guy until he's able to earn his keep, right? Like, and that's and that's part of it. Like, if you have, if you feel if you're trusting your stud on one side of the field, um, go away from me. I tell I used to tell the safeties that. Um, 
I better not see you over here. Like, don't don't even come don't come near me. Like, don't don't come near me. And then they know it too, though, right? So you're holding up your own. They know that. Or they're, they're, the safest tell me, Sheen, you're on your own. You're on your own. Like, they let me know you're on your own. We know where the play is going. So that's that, that's just part of the part of the defense and trusting each other and understanding where your help needs to be and understand where it doesn't. I, lo- I love I love this conversation because you teach us about the game a little bit, uh, probably on a very elementary level, and a lot of folks will know this anyway. But I, I think it's it's cool to hear it. Does Cisco have? Is that a play call or is his choice? Is that a judgment more so in those situations? And then a communication between obviously the corners and the safety. I mean, how much does play call and design come into it? And then how much is it? Well, you got to make the decision which side to go to. I think it's A, B, and C, right? I think it's part of the play design. Um, it's part of you as a um, complete player understanding where your help needs to be or where they're going with the ball. And also I think it's part on the, the defensive coordinator just coaching that in practice, like under, let, letting him understand, like, this is a crunch time situation. Um, we trust this guy, and he has to hold up. So if, if they throw it to my side and the, the, they make a play on me, then that's me. That's all on me because I'm the best corner on the field. But if they complete a ball on the other side, that's on the defense. Like that's 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 not that's 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 on the defense. That's not Herndon's fault in in some regard, right? Because he needs a little help at this point because he has to get his footing down. Like he's been thrusted in as a starter, so now he has to get his footing footing down. And until he's able to hold up, and then hopefully he's able to hold up, we have to help him on that side of the field when when there's big big drives and big plays happening. Well, it's it's a, it's really interesting to me because uh, as we talked to Rasheen Mathis, former corner, of course, he knows this side very well. Uh, Mathis on Mondays on ESPN 690. Do you think Denver waited for that play and when they needed it, utilized it? Or did they just see an opportunity there? Because to be honest with you, outside of the long touchdown Herndon gave up against the Giants early, and then that long play, Trey's played pretty well overall. But he gave up two monster plays that were costly. And that's what it's about. You don't get graded on everything that you do well. You get played, you get graded on the things that you do bad. Like that's unfortunately that's how professional sports work or pretty much anything works, right? Any job works. Um and I would say when I looked at the play, Russell knew where he was going. Mm. So I think it was game planned. He knew where he was going. Um, he didn't look he, – he, it's not like he was looking to safety off. He was looking right at his target, and he hit it. He threw it early. It's not like he waited three or four seconds to throw the ball. It was kind of like two and a half, boom, boom, boom. I know it. I see my – I know where I have I – I know the coverage, and I know where I'm going. Well, it's almost like even – we see this with Tyson Campbell a little bit. They'll do the little quick drop back and throw because they know he's having trouble getting his head turned around. But I'm wondering if they just set it up, Rasheen, like hey, they could have done that in the third quarter and tried it, but they're like, we're going to save this until we need it. Yes, and you make it. You make a good point. So sorry I didn't answer that part of it. Yes, you made a good point that you know you you take your shots. There, how I'm trying to say you 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 um you strategically take your shots right, and and that's what you're getting at. They're they're strategically taking their shots down the field and un, are dinking and dunking and dinking and dunking and making this corner feel like okay they, they can't get anything on me or they're not trying to go deep right. It's like throwing five slants and five curls my way and then. In the fourth quarter, you hit me with a slant and go, and now I'm, I'm beat because you didn't do it all game. And, and that's and I and I agree that that definitely could have happened. 
It's a, yeah, it's a, I like that chess match part of the game. And I know, I mean, from a tendency standpoint and everything else, those things get factored in. I mean, very game within yeah. the game in detail, but I kind of think that part's cool. And I feel like I've seen that a couple of times this year. I feel like, hey, if we got to beat Tyson Campbell, we're going to save it to when we need it, but we're just throwing it up right after I get it snapped to me. And then this one with Trey Herndon, we can go one-on-one with this guy because he can't really hold up from a speed standpoint, even though he's pretty good corner elsewhere. And I think that's what we're seeing right now on a bigger picture level. I know he gave up the big play, but my goodness, Rasheen, the defense has played okay, but they just can't get the winning play again. I mean, you know, all that's said about the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, they gave the defense the lead twice in the last three weeks with a couple minutes to go, and the defense just couldn't do its job one more time. Frustrating. Yeah, yes, um, you make a good point. So to the offensive now, I know we kind of beat up the offense at the beginning of this, um, not really beat them up, but pointed out some things. We were talking about that last drive, right, or getting getting the lead. Like, we've had 10 points for pretty much the entire game, and with five minutes to go, I think it was, Trev, um, Trevor marched the offense down there, and he scored, right? He scored with less than with less than four minutes to go, mm-hmm. and all the defense has to do is to get a stop and get him the ball back. So he showed that he can drive down the field, and we've been asking for that. He, he drove down the field, and he gave us the lead, right? So now it's on the defense, and this is when it's going to go back and forth. Some weeks it's going to be on the defense. Some weeks it's going to be on the offense, and we weren't able to stand up. And that's, that, is, that is frustrating, and that explosive play is what did it. Like, you can't – it, it kind of lets the air out you. Yeah. As a defense, true, it, it, it lets the air out. It's like a getting a, you know, a sack on second down, um, and now it's third and fifteen on offense. Right? It's gonna let it's gonna let that air out you, and that's and that's what it did for the defense. That big that big explosive. Yeah, that's a great point too. Like you 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 give up that right there, and you're like, oh, here we go. I mean, it, that's like yeah. a here we go play. Yeah. Kind of like we all felt like we knew, we just knew. Everybody knew. Everybody in Jacksonville, all the way to London, knew that when Trevor threw the pick in the end zone, it was probably going to go come back and bite you some way, shape, or form. And it did. And then the play there, obviously, at the end, it's like, ah, oh, just can't make that winning play. And and that's what's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, I'm tired of talking about the Jags for a moment. How about when well, you got Game Three tonight, man? You got Phillies, Astros. You watching? You locked in? Philadelphia's going to be rocking. I mean, they're going to be wearing Eagles jerseys and Phillies jerseys. Life is good in Philadelphia right now. Yeah, life is great in Philly. Um, and I have a Philly parent on my baseball team, so I'm hearing it all <laughs> over the place. Um, there's no fans like Philly fans. They're like the most annoying fans ever. Uh, <laughs> but because. The, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 don't qualify it, no, just leave it, they are the <laughs> most annoying fans ever with you, if you're going to battery, if you're going to chuck a battery at Santa Claus, you are the most annoying fans <laughs> in the world, <laughs> say it, Rashid. yeah, because they're dedicated, they love their city, right, they're, they're like diehards, like, they're, talk they're about innovation, that was the first team to put a jail in the football stadium, that's innovation, <laughs> well, that I is, yeah, me. you are correct, yeah, you are right about that, <laughs> I think we. Gotta, I, I like. I, I I at first I was kind of going for Philly um, because Astros and all they have had going on over the past years with cheating and things of that nature. But I'm also I, I love their manager. Um, so um, you know he he's gotten a he's gotten a World Series as a player. 
and the Astros. So I might be slightly pulling for the Astros just so he can get a so just so the manager just so he can get a ring. Yeah, and maybe so he can get it. He can get it. And yeah. that's, that's so I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. We like yeah, the stories. The we like those kind of stories. And by the way, that way, if if the Astros win, you don't have to hear from that Philly parent for the next. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. At least they're doing no. too good. They're doing great in football, so I don't need to hear from both sides. Right? Hey, uh, give us an update on uh, D bats. I know you got it coming to St. Augustine. Uh, it's uh, you know indoor hitting cages and facility, and uh, you're helping bring that down to St. Augustine. Give us uh, the latest on that. What's up with it? Yes, we're broken ground. Concrete is being poured, so we're excited. We got our physical address, so everything is moving. We're rocking and rolling, so we're, we're definitely excited about it. So um, everybody in the St. Augustine area, Nocatee area, um, we're, we're looking to serve the community. So hopefully um, once we come April, May-ish, um, that you know the 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 kids come in droves, so we're we're very excited to serve that that part of um, Jacksonville. Yeah, it, it would be cool if even the construction was themed like the construction workers have to wear baseball helmets instead of hard hats, and <laughs> instead of sledgehammers, are swinging like Louisville sluggers. I like that. Stuff. I like that. I like that. I might have to donate. I might have to donate to the cause. That's actually a hell of an idea. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I got full of them. That's a really good idea. I uh, can't wait till it's built so we can come out and do a show. And of course, we've already got the the wager on. Yes. I'm a little BP. I got to so. beat up Casey in the in the cage. Yes, no doubt. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Rasheen Mathis, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, one of these days we'll talk about a win, I promise. Um, in the near future, in the near future. <laughs> Have a good one. Uh, you guys as well. Be safe out there. Trick or treat. Okay. Thanks. Uh, that's Rasheed Mathis. Mathis on Monday's Brent and Friends on ESPN 690. I, that is a great idea. You like that? Like like if you were a construction company that just did like baseball <laughs> facilities, that would be, that, I <laughs> mean, obviously not the bats, but the well, helmet would be good. You know that, how that mad your sense. construction workers would be having to wear goofy <laughs> helmets to the job every day? I like the helmets they already wear aren't goofy. <laughs> they all their friends are nah. making fun of them. <laughs> They're at some other site downtown. You're like, oh, you're at the baseball site today? <laughs> yeah, right. It'd be worse if you were double double flapping there's no doubt about yeah. it that's like that means everybody work on the performance center in the stadium's gotta wear football helmets yes <laughs> <laughs> that'd be kind of a fun little twist on things yeah. uh we'll be back uh brett and friends on espn 690 you know casey is now like an author is he an author he is what did you oh you wrote an article he's penning an article on espn as a matter of fact i think it's live now it's the, cra like the crazy part is y'all think this is the first one <laughs> that's the well, first one you first told one us we can promote. remember <laughs> We'll be back on ESPN 690. Hey. Brighton Friends, ESPN 690. All right, let's get to a couple things. Uh, so, like, when you were a kid, you liked Halloween or no? Not even yeah. like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, but only because, like, all, all the trouble you'd get into, like, everyone got into lots of trouble when I was a kid. Like, yeah. you know, during, like... You'd go around egging houses or people. You'd go around causing all kinds of mischief, vandalizing things, and everyone's like, oh, it's, it's Halloween. How about you, Casey? So here's the problem, right? Halloween. Love it. Big candy guy. Uh, anything that made me fat, right? Big thing. <laughs> here's the problem. Been six foot five since the fourth grade. So it was a hard... I literally stopped trick-or-treating after, like, the fifth grade. Yeah, you're like Bill Walton for Halloween every year. Yeah, like, they were like, mm, aren't you a little, like, tall? <laughs> or seven-year-old like, Casey's like, no, ma'am. I was like, come on, bro. Like, How many times were you Frankenstein when you were a kid? <laughs> Surprisingly, never. But I don't even... It's funny you say that. Like, I don't even remember. I, I was Derek Jeter once. Well, I was the Incredible Hulk, like, when I was a kid, like, three years in a row. Football player a bunch. 
But, like, I don't remember anything I, I but still, the one. Like, I didn't mind going out and getting it. I, I thought it was a thing. But I still think even for the kids, to, oh, listen, when you're a little, little kid, it's fun. Like, it's cool. Everything's, it's, it's all happening. But then when you get, like, whatever it is, uh, 12, 13, then you into your, even whatever, if you're still going out, then it's just about, like, the chase for candy. That's you never literally really got all it was. Like, it's just like, how many pillowcases can I fill with candy? And, and I then, think it happened before the ages you're talking about. And maybe me, it's yeah. 10 or 11, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't know the age group. But, um... I just, I've always found it fascinating. As I've gotten older, I feel like people are more obsessed with Halloween than when I remember it when I was younger. It's definitely become one of these, like, passion holidays for people, I think. Like, I get the other holidays, why people like them and, and what happens. Or I, even think have like, to do though, I even think Thanksgiving has kind of come up on this resurgence over the last 15 to 20 years where there's, like, a Friendsgiving and, like, all these other uh, celebrations. Yeah. Well, Hallmark should be banned. I mean, Hallmark, <laughs> I mean... Hallmark is the worst thing that ever got invented. Odd take. I mean, Odd take. Uh, Hallmark is like, you know what, Casey? These greeting cards movies that make you feel cards. good. Yeah, the cards I are so good. The ones that cost $7. <laughs> like your haircut. And now we have every freaking holiday. I hate it when people feel good. Mother's Day, Father's yeah. Day, Kids' Day. Why would you Grandparents start with Mother's Day, Day and Father's Day, you moron? That's a good one. Like, what, we need all these freaking days? Who knew you were so cold-hearted? Holy cow. Oh, Hallmark is like the villain, man. All right. What a plot twist. Okay. Okay. Hallmark days are stupid. Like, it's dumb. <laughs> so I just want to confirm. Valentine's Day is the, maybe dumber than Halloween. Let me lock you in here. Mother, <laughs> Mother's Day and Father's Day are Hallmark holidays to you. And Valentine's. Yes. Yep. They are Hallmark holidays. That's messed up. Mother's Day and Father's Day are Hallmark holidays. Absolutely. You know know how much money they have made off those days? Yeah, but because they're capitalizing. It's a dollar. I don't know what to tell you. Then send your mom a card on November 4th. Fine, I will. I'll call mom and tell her I love her. I didn't say call. I didn't say call. I said send a card. I'm not sending a card because I already told my mom I'm not wasting six bucks for her to throw it out. It's free, dog, to fold a piece of paper and do one of the old-fashioned. Make a card, you bum. And by the way, my mom's like the worst. She Show sends some appreciation for every holiday. Oh, wow. Your mom's the best. Oh, it's awful. Shut up, Mark. She must no. really love you. Oh, it's like, Mom, I mean, what are you doing? Why are you wasting this postage? <laughs> Who reads? Does, does anybody keep the cards? They just go right in the trash. You know what? My wife thinks I'm really cold, but uh, five minutes after you give me a card, it's going in the trash. Absolutely it yeah, is. Yeah. Unless, I mean, you take the money and go. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, it was nice to read. I'll remember next time you said something nice, but it's not like I'm putting it in a drawer and keeping it somewhere. Brent gets excited when he sees the Hallmark stores going out of business. Clearly. Oh, like, oh, just got God. lit up. I when the town center one went out, he was like, yeah. He's nice and even keeled, and he's talking about Trevor. When it comes to Hallmark, everybody better run. <laughs> he's booing people as they walk in. Boo. <laughs> You're keeping up in business. In the parking lot. <laughs> you know how many people have wasted money at Hallmark? Like, why? Why? And the cards are seriously six, seven dollars now. <laughs> you talk about inflation. That's been happening for twenty years with Hallmark. There's a, there's a regional vice president of uh, Hallmark in town. Brent sits in front of his house in a clown mask every day. <laughs> yeah, between Hallmark Boo. and the HOA, I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> I'm with you on the HOA, buddy. We'll be back. Football at five on ESPN six ninety. The article that Casey penned about Josh Allen next. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. 
The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.